Welcome to Impact Church's podcast with Pastor Travis Hearn. Pastor Travis also serves as the team pastor for the NBA's Phoenix Suns and has served Major League Baseball as the team chaplain for over a decade. Today, he leads us with a powerful and hope-filled message. We're so glad you're tuning in, and we believe that wherever you're listening from, that God will impact your life through today's message. I want to begin by reading a scripture from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 1 and 2. And it says, but now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, who formed you, Israel, do not fear. I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. I want to preach a message that I've titled this morning. This is what the Lord says. Look at somebody and tell somebody, this is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. I'm going to preach a sermon titled, this is what the Lord says. Because you know why? Because many of you today are standing face to face with the biggest giant of your life. And there's all these voices shouting at you. There's the voice of fear and the voice of discouragement. There is the voice of hopelessness. What I'm saying is there are these giant voices shouting that you're not going to make it, that your marriage is over. Giant voices shouting that you will never be free, that you will always be bound by that addiction. Giant voices shouting, you will always live in anxiety. You'll always live in depression. Giant voices shouting, you should be ashamed of yourself. Giant voices shouting, you will never be healed. Giant voices. A year and three months ago, I faced the giant of my life. And I suffered a brain bleed and a hemorrhagic stroke. I nearly died as my brain bled in the basal ganglia area of my brain. And I was ambulanced to the hospital. And then I was helicoptered to a level one trauma center. 15 months ago, after the very first song, He is the Miracle, that Impact Worship ever released. Our very first song on our very first project, the devil tried to take me out. Today is Leave Some Room, the very first song of our second project. And by the grace of God, I'm still standing before you today. But 15 months ago, as many of you know, because you were here, I lost 
my speech and I lost my cognition and I lost my motor skills. In my memory, I couldn't remember my own children's names. And at that very specific moment, my wife stood by me next to the hospital bed and the voice of the neurologist warned my wife that she needed to be prepared because the effects of this particular stroke, this one, there are lots of different strokes, but the effects of this particular stroke in the area that it occurred in the basal ganglia area, which is the brain stem, that the effects are irreversible and that Travis will always be this way. So I thought I would warn you, Mr. Doctor, and I thought I would prepare you, Mr. Doctor, that we heard what you said. We just did not listen to it. And they must not have taught you this in medical school, but this is what the Lord says, that my God reverses the irreversible, that my God reversed the irreversible. And that's why, that's why, that's why today I came to preach to you. This is what the Lord says. Look at somebody and tell them, this is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. I said, look at somebody and tell them, this is what the Lord says. Woo! This is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. I am not in the mood today for the devil. Look at somebody and tell them, so that's why he's preaching. This is what the Lord says. That's why he's preaching. Y'all didn't do it. I asked you to look at somebody, tell somebody, well, that's why he's preaching on. This is what the Lord says. When you pass through waters, man, I love that. You will not drown. When you pass through the rivers, you will not be swept away. When you go through the fire and you walk through that fire, he says, you will not, you will not be burned. The reason I'm preaching on this is what the Lord says is because it doesn't matter what the doctor says. And it doesn't matter what the devil says. And it doesn't matter what fear tries to say. It doesn't matter what your ex (laughs) said. It doesn't matter what that giant says. What matters is this is what the Lord says. And that's what we're going to look at today. This is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. It says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth and it shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Oh, I I love this scripture right here. So shall my word be. Say that out loud. So shall my word be. It shall not return void. My word shall accomplish. My word shall prosper. No weapon that the devil formed against me shall prosper. But God says my word, my word, my word, my word shall prosper. So this is 
what the Lord says. God, we thank you for this great morning. And God, we praise you with this release of our new song, Leave Some Room. God, we're leaving room for miracles in our lives today. God, we're leaving rooms for the great things that you're going to do. God, we're leaving room today. God, we look to your word today to speak to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. We all say, amen. Amen. I want us to read this scripture out loud again in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 and 2. Ready? Here we go out loud. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you, and I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. I really want to give you three pieces of encouragement today from those two verses. Three things that I want to encourage you with today. And number one is, do not fear. Do not fear. He says, do not fear. Do not fear. In the Leave Some Room lyrics of our new worship song, the the, the lyrics, there's this piece where it says, the peace I find within your arms is something that I've never felt. Only the peace of God can feel like that. The world does not offer that kind of peace. Don't fear. God gives us peace. In fact, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 27, he said, peace I leave with you. And my peace I give you, I don't give as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. My question, Impact Church family, this morning as we begin is what are you afraid of? What are you worried about? What is it in your life that keeps you up late at night? What is it that keeps you up in bed and you can't sleep? And then when you finally do fall to sleep, you wake up and you can't believe it's actually real life. We've all been there. You were hoping it was just a dream, but it seems like you're living in a nightmare. I feel that. I feel that. I have felt that. I have those things in my own life. I've had those things in my own life. There are some things. Well, I wish I could say because I'm a pastor, I'm exempt from all the hell that happens on earth. But there are some things in my life, in my own life, some situations that if I take my focus off of God, it will sink me. It will sink me that if I listen to the wrong voices, it will lead me to make the wrong choices. What voice are you listening to? This is what the Lord says. You remember the story of King David when he was a little boy and he faces this champion fighter This giant named Goliath and the Bible says that Goliath was over nine feet tall. And it says that the entire Israeli army was terrified of one man. They weren't afraid of the Philistine army. They were afraid of one man. This championship fighter named Goliath. 
And Goliath would come out every day and taunt the Israelites and say, pick your best fighter to come fight me. Whoever wins, we're going to fight till the death. And whoever wins, we will be your servants. If you win, you will be our servants. If we win and everybody was terrified. Even the king, King Saul, was terrified. Nobody wanted to fight this championship fighter named Goliath. And then one day, there's this little teenage boy. Y'all know the story. Look at somebody and say, you know this story. You know this story. There's this teenage boy named David. He wasn't even a soldier. He wasn't even a fighter. He wasn't even in the army. He was the little brother of three soldiers that were in the army. And he was, David was a shepherd. That's what David, David was a teenage boy and a shepherd for his daddy. He took care of his daddy's sheep. That was what he did. And one day his daddy said, David, I want you to go take some food up to your brothers and to the army. And I, hey, while you're there, I want you to do some reconnaissance and check on your brothers and see how they're doing. David, he gets up to the battlefield. And as he's standing there, he hears Goliath taunting. He hears Goliath. He sees the fear in the Israeli eyes. He sees the fear in his own brother's eyes. In fact, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 26, David says, Who does this worthless Philistine think he is? He's making fun of the army of the living God. See, when the Israelites were focused on the size of that giant, David was focused on the size of his God. David thought the the Israelites, they were like, man, that giant is too big to hit. And David thought that giant's too big to miss. Come on, I'm, 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 I'm gonna get after him. Let me after him, King Saul. Let me after him. Oh, Father God, please give my church family, Impact Church, the bravery and the courage of this teenage boy named David. In verse 32, in verse 32, it says, David said, Your Majesty. This Philistine shouldn't turn us to cowards. I'll go fight him myself. Have you ever felt like that? Like, just get out of my way. I'm going to light the world on fire. If you don't know how to strike a match, just get out of my way. Because I'm going to do more than strike a match. I'm going to light a bomb on top the devil's head. And I'm going to watch him burn slowly. Like, that's the David in me. It's like, come on, man. What are you afraid of? He's making fun of God. Not you. Listen, your situation shouldn't turn you into a coward either. Your situation shouldn't turn you into a coward either. Be courageous. You know, courage is an interesting concept for me personally because courage means that fear is evident. It means that there's fear. If there weren't fear, I wouldn't need courage. 
And the Bible says, be strong and courageous. And the Bible says, do not be afraid. See, courage isn't the absence of fear. It's the answer to fear. God wants you to be courageous. And as David prepared to fight that giant, that giant started now shouting at David. And he said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And he said, come here, come here, and I will give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Look at somebody and say, more voices. Those voices weren't, the enemy voice was not directed at David until David was a threat to the enemy. I don't know if you guys even know what I just said. But what I'm saying is if you've got enemy voices in your head, it's because the devil knows that you are a threat. You are a threat to him and his legions of demons. He knows that you are a threat. Otherwise, he wouldn't be shouting at you. He knows voices. It wasn't even just the giant voice. It was his own king's voice king Saul he's like Saul let me at him I'll fight him like what y'all afraid of like dude he's making fun of God and king Saul says to David he says you're not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him you're only a young man he has been a warrior from his youth have you guys noticed this that sometimes the people in your own camp Yo, have you noticed that? Like sometimes it's the people in your own, your own camp. Sometimes it's the people in your own family. Sometimes it's the people that are closest to you that have the loudest voices that have the ability to make you make bad choices. People in your own camp. And I've learned that everybody's got something to say, but almost nobody's worth listening to. I don't mean that to be offensive. Well, I kind of mean it to be a little bit offensive. The voice, the voices, what voice are you listening to? What voice are you listening to? In verse 34, it says, but David, David, he said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father. You can't fight him, David. You're just a little boy. King Saul, hold up, man. I have been tending to my father's sheep. And when a lion or bear come and carried off the sheep from the flock, I went after it and I struck it and I rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair. Man, I'd love to have seen this on a cell phone video camera back in the day. I seized it by its hair. I struck it and I killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. Not just the lion, but also the bear. And this... (laughs) He could have just said Philistine. <laughs> now nah, we're going to go there. This uncircumcised. <laughs> Phyllis, this uncircumcised 
Philistine. He will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. And the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. What I'm trying to tell you today, Impact Churches, you may not have ever faced a giant like you're facing right now. I might have not faced a giant like this one before, but I faced some giants. I faced a bear and I faced a lion and this giant's going to end up just like that bear and just like that lion slayed in the name of Jesus Christ. It might be a different giant, but it is the same God. He says, the same God who rescued me from the paw. Man, I love that. The same God. The same God who got me through is the same God who's going to get me through. The same God who did it before is the same God who's going to do it again. The same God. The same God. So respectfully, King Saul, I'm not listening to what you're telling me. I'm not listening to your voice. I'm not listening to that giant's voice because this is what the Lord says. And I'm going to write down everything that he's done. You got, you got to keep track of the miracles that God has done in your life. You need to, if you don't have a, a, a folder, a file on your cell phone, I would encourage you to take your cell phone out and open your notes app. And I would put right as the title of one of those notes, I would say the miracles of God in my life. And that way, when you come up against another giant, you can look back and go, God got me through that. And God got me through that. And God got me through that. And God healed me from that. And God fixed that. And God saved my child from that. And God healed me of depression. And he healed me of anxiety. And he healed me of fear. And he healed me of cancer. And he healed me. And he set me free. He fixed my marriage. Come on. God fixed my marriage. So now I'm facing a different giant. But it's the same God. It's the same God. Never forget the miracles that God has already done in your life. Never forget the miracles that God has already done. Write them down. Make a list. Make a record. God did not bring you this far to leave you right here. He didn't see you through to say you're through. When I remind myself of the miracles of my past, it reminds me of the miracles that are about to happen in my future. I'm going to write it down. The the scripture says in Psalm 103 verse 2, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Psalm 77 verse 11, I will remember, I will remember the deeds of the Lord and I remember your miracles of long ago. Look at somebody and tell them, leave some room, leave some room. Leave some room. Number two. The second thing I want to encourage you with today 
is that you are, you are going to get through it. You are going to get through this. You're going to get through it. I need you to prophesy and tell somebody, speak life to them right now and tell them you're going to get through it. Type that in the chat online. You're going to get through it. Come on. Somebody needs to hear somebody else's voice. Say it. I'm going to get through this. You're going to get through this. The scripture says when you pass through the waters, I got way more excited about those two words than you did just now. The Bible says when you pass through the rivers, the Bible says when you walk through the fires, when, when I walk through, through it, not to it, I'm just, I don't know about you. I'm just passing through. I'm going to keep on keeping on. I'm just passing through. Tell somebody, I'm just passing through. I'm just passing through. I'm just passing through. I'm not going to it. I'm passing through it. It doesn't say if you pass through. Man, is it crazy the Bible's written thousands of years ago and there's all these little like gold nuggets. It, like, it would mean something entirely different. It was like, well, if you pass through the waters, if you so happen to pass through that river, like, you know, if, 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 if you happen to pass through the, he says, when, man, that's good news. When, 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 which means this is temporary, man. This is temporary. There's going to be an end to this. He says, when, not if. When you are going to get through it, you are going to make it. You are going to make it. You are going to make it. It might not feel like it right now, but you are just passing through. If I were sitting in the church, I'd be amening to that too. But I do got to say, I do not enjoy The pass-through stage. I literally hate it. I mean, who is like, yeah, that's a great time. The pass-through stage of life. I don't know about you, but I mean, I hate the pass-through stage. I hate waiting. I hate worrying. I hate wondering. I hate that I still hope, I still hope, I think I hope, do I hope? I'm, I'm trying to hope. I believe you, God. Next day, I'm not sure I believe you, God. I believe you, God. I'm not, I need to believe you, God. I need to believe you. I need to believe you. I need to throw a song so help me believe God again. I need to get some scripture in my, tomorrow I'm like, I believe. Let's go. The devil is a liar, I believe. The next day, I don't know, God, are you going to do? I hate the pass-through stage. I hate the pass-through stage, but I need you to hear this. The power is in the pass-through. The power is in the pass-through. Here's a question. What lies between death and the life 
of Jesus Christ. The resurrection. The pass-through. The pass-through is what contains the power. The pass-through is what creates your testimony. The pass-through is what gives you a story about God's glory. Your pass-through is where your power is going to come from. You remember this scripture in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord. I want us to read this out loud together. Ready? Here we go. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Yes. He says it's in the pass through. It's in the waiting. It's in the waiting time that God renews your strength. It's in the pass-through. It's in the waiting time when you shall run and not grow weary. It's in the pass-through, in the waiting time when you shall walk and not faint. It's in the pass-through when you're waiting on God that you shall mount up with wings as eagles. Yeah, it's when the storm is passing through. (laughs) I'm going to have some fun with this. When it's fun for me, it's not always fun for you. I just is a disclaimer. When the storm is passing through is when you find out if you're an eagle Christian (laughs) Or a chicken Christian. It's when the storm passes through. That you find out. What kind of bird you are. Are you an eagle? Or are you a Christian? Not not, not on good days. Not, no I'm talking about. During the pass through. I'm talking about when the storm. Comes passing through. See when the storm passes through the eagle uses the wind to soar above the storm and soar at higher heights when the storm comes when the storm comes passing through do you fly in faith or do you fall in fear because there are those who soar like eagles and and there are those who run around like chickens. Eagle Christian or a chicken Christian? Ask the person you came to church with, are you an eagle or a chicken? Go ahead. I, I have a better idea. I have a better idea. I want you not to ask them. I want you to tell them what you think they are. You're an eagle. You're a chicken. I'm going to just keep it 100. You're a chicken, baby. You, 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 you're a chicken. It's two different, entirely different concepts. Two entirely different concepts. Eagles and Christians, chickens. We have chickens at my house. The Hearn Homestead, we've got chickens. We do. 
you probably would have never guessed, except I said that like three months ago, it's the same. But if you're new within the last three months, you're like, that dude has chickens. Dude, I got chickens. You got homemade eggs, man. Yeah. Just grab that thing right off the chicken. Just crack the egg. I got, ch- I got pictures of me and my chickens. This one, this is, this is one of my chickens. His name is Ed Sheeran. That's, his, his, that's that chicken. I got another chicken. Got, we got a lot of chickens. That's my black but white chicken. His name is Travis Jr. He thinks he's black, but he's really mostly white. That, we have an all black chicken too. His name is Pastor Andre. And, <laughs> The thing about chickens, I know from experience, not reading this out of a book, chickens are stupid. And they're afraid of everything, which is where we get the saying, you're a chicken. Remember you're a kid? Bok, bok, bok. You're a chicken. Yeah. They're afraid of everything. I, and I mean everything. Chickens are chicken. They're terrified of everything. They're afraid of each other. Chickens, they have wings. Did you know that? I didn't even know that. They never use them. They have wings. Our chickens, it's not like their wings are clipped or something. they They could fly away if they only knew they could. They'll run full tilt across the yard. And you're like, bro, flap the wings, dude. Like, flap the wings. You will burn way less energy. Just a blap and a blap and you're to me. They're, they're, they are, they are crazy stupid. They're short-sighted. Did you know that? Chickens are short-sighted. They can only see what's like right in front of them. They're always looking down. They're always just like. I could walk up to one of my chickens with like a 12 gauge shotgun and just be like, they wouldn't even know. They're just picking it, whatever they can. I'll say, man, I could find me a worm somewhere or that's grass. Wait, that's not a worm. I got a bug. I got a cricket. I got, they just, they just look down the entire time. They could, they could literally look up use their wings, and fly into freedom. But they don't. Chickens follow other chickens. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) And they have serious FOMO. We got a bag of dried worms. That's what we treat them. I can say, y'all want a treat? And shake the bag and they come (laughs) running over to me. All of them. Because they have fear of missing out. They have serious, they fight and they quarrel over stupid stuff. They pick at each other. They're easily irritated with each other. Man, this sounds like 
Christianity. But the eagle, the eagle has incredible vision. Five times, five times better than human vision. An eagle can see a rabbit from three miles away. The eagle can fly at 15,000 feet. The eagle feeds off fresh prey and not dead things. Tell somebody you need to stop consuming the dead things of this world. Come on, tell somebody today you need to stop consuming the dead things of this world. Side note, I almost left this out, but I had to put it back in there. You know what's interesting is that eagles mate for life. Yeah. Yeah. Eagles mate for life. They're not out like chickens <laughs> plucking everything in sight. Look at somebody and tell them stop plucking around. You know what I'm saying? Stop plucking around, man. <laughs> Some of y'all be plucking everything in sight. Like, some of y'all married and you're plucking somebody else. <laughs> and if that's you, I want you to stand up right now. No. It's only going to get worse as the day goes on. This is usually my safe, clean service. Third service, it's on. Like it's third service is when there's no filter at all. And the thing that I've learned most is that if you want to soar like an eagle, the secret is, is that you will never soar like an eagle being surrounded by chickens. For some of you, I just... I just want you to consider for some of you, your entire friend circle is nothing more than a bunch of chickens. If you would get around some eagles, not once a week on a Sunday for an hour and 15 minutes. If you would get around some eagles, you would see how your life would start to soar. Look at somebody. Look at somebody and tell them, it's time to soar. It's time to soar. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. There's power in the pass-through because it's in the pass-through. It's in the waiting that demonstrates your faith. It's in the pass-through where your faith grows. It's in the pass-through where your faith is tested but also trusted because God isn't only testing you with trials. He's trusting you with trials. You're going to get through it. Look at somebody and tell them, you're going to get through it. You're going to get through it. You're going to get through it. Number three, this is what the Lord says. Number three, is God's going to go through it with you? He says, when you pass through waters, what's he say right there? When you pass through waters, what's he say? 
I will be with you. Aren't you thankful that God, he's going to go with you? He's not, he's not going to leave you out there on your own. God goes with you. It, it reminds me of my favorite Psalm in Psalm chapter 23. Remember David said something similar. He said, the Lord is my, my shepherd. I shall not want. I don't need to want anything. I don't, I, God is my shepherd. He's my provider. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me, leaves me beside still waters or quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, for the sake of his name. And even though, even though, even though, even though I, I, I walk through, 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 through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you. You are with me. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Jesus is my shepherd. Jesus said the same thing about himself. He, he said in John 10, 14, he said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. In John 10, 27, he said, my sheep listen to my voice. He said, I know them and they follow me. They follow me. He's our shepherd. We are his, his sheep. He, he's saying, I'm your shepherd. You're, you're my sheep. You know, you, you, you listen to his voice. You listen to the shepherd's voice. I'm the good shepherd. We're his sheep. And I don't, I don't think it's a compliment either. That we're his sheep. It's not a compliment. I'm not saying he was like tearing us down, but like, if you just study sheep, it's not a compliment. We're his sheep. Sheep are weak. Sheep are defenseless. Sheep. If a sheep falls down, you know it can't get, it can't get up on its own. That's why the shepherd has the shepherd's the staff with the hook. Here, little buddy, let me help you out. They're defenseless. They're they're weak. They fall down. They can't get themselves back up. They can't clean themselves. Sheep can't clean themselves. They got to be sheared. They got to be sheared for their own good. Sheep are followers. They're followers. Yeah. <laughs> we're sheep okay it's not funny wait you guys come out here with me come out here with me these are my sheep I'm just going to demonstrate sheep you're the lead sheep okay just go I'm the second sheep just keep just keep going row just keep going row wherever you go row Bad. Come on, Daniel. Bad up with me. Yeah. Sheep. Sheep just follow the butt in front of them. That's what they do. They just follow. They just, they, they don't even question. They, they don't even question. I'm not talking about sheep family. I'm talking about you. You, y'all just follow the the butt. 
in front of you. And, and we, we're good with it. I mean, I will follow that butt till my death. Just, I just need a booty crack to follow. And w- once I find that booty crack, that I'm, I'm not going to look around. I'm not going to ask questions. He could be abusive. I don't care. I'll follow that thing till my death. I'll lead me off a cliff, whatever. I don't want to think for myself. I, I, I'm just going to follow the crowd and go with the flow. And so Jesus said, Jesus says, you are my sheep, but I am the good shepherd. Stop following the sheep and start following the shepherd. Stop listening to the other sheep and start listening to the shepherd. This is what the Lord says. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil because you are with me. The valley of the shadow even though I walk through the valley, this is not the end of my story. Right, right, right. Just another chapter for your glory. E- even though I walk through, because I'm not done. I'm not done walking. I'm not done walking. I'm going through it. I'm not going to it. I never planned on going to it, but since I'm in it, I'm all just keep, I'm walking through it. The valley of the shadow of death. The valley of the shadow of death. The valley of the shadow of death. Don't you love God's word? I love God's word. I love, 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 love. I love God's word. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for you. For thou art with me. Anyway, I got this old song in my head. We would need a hundred person choir to pull it off. We can't do it right now. Well, actually, Monty, I did I forgot you probably did like, remember that Psalm 23? Eddie James, remember that whole? Mont's like, yeah. But we, we might be the only ones that know it. We're going we're gonna to save it for tonight. Encounter. We're... <laughs> what are you? Oh. Y'all going to be here, right? Y'all going to be here tonight? I mean, we got Roosevelt Stewart in the house. Again. Again. Let's go. just a shadow. Look at somebody and tell them it's just a shadow. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's just a shadow. We fear the wrong things in life. Jesus said, do not fear the things in life. He he said like this, you're fearing the wrong things. He said, don't fear the things in life that can't actually Take your soul. Fear the one 
who can take your soul. What he's saying is not a fear like I'm afraid of God, but like a holy fear, a reverence for God and all for God. I fear God, not man. I fear God, not man. It's just a shadow. We fear the shadow. Shadow never hurt nobody. I don't think. Shadows are always bigger than reality. And anywhere there's a shadow, there's always a light. And Jesus said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Come on, let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That this is what the Lord said. Thank you that this is what, thank you that we're not going to listen to any voice except the voice of God. We're going to listen and we're going to pay attention. We're going to, we're going to pay attention to the voice of God, not the voice of man, not the voice of the enemy, not the voice of those giants, but the voice of God. If you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, listen, I I can tell you it is the greatest decision you will ever make. It is the greatest decision that I have ever made in my life was to say, Jesus, today I surrender my life to you. I want to live for you. Thank you for dying for me. If you're here today and that's you, I want you right now, right where you are, right where you are. You say, PT, today I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I've not become a Christian yet, but I want to become a Christian right here, right now on this beautiful Sunday morning. If that's you today, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you to lift up your hand right now. Would you do that? I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Come on, lift up your hand right now. Lots of hands already. Lots of hands. You're not alone. You're not alone. Lots of hands. I'm proud of you. So proud of you for lifting your hand. God, we lift our hands to you today and say, God, Jesus, I want to become a Christian, a man of God, a woman of God. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me in the fire of your Holy Spirit. God, I want to live for you, and I'm so grateful that you died for me. Thank you for dying for me. God, today we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that the power is in the pass-through. God, the power is in the pass-through. It's not the most enjoyable moment of our life, but the power is in the wait. God, when we wait on you, when we wait on you, God, when we wait on you, you shall renew our strength. God, we shall mount up with wings as eagles. God, when we wait on you, when we wait on you. Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to celebrate with you and get you more connected. Visit impactchurch.com for more information about our church and how you can get plugged in here with us. Be sure to subscribe and share today's message with your friends. Thanks for tuning in, and we can't wait to hear how God has made an impact in your life.